I made it is sponsored by Chicago French Press. Tired of adding loads of sugar and flavored creamers to your bold roast each morning? I found your solution. Custom roasted organic coffee flavored with natural ingredients like banana shavings, blueberries, and pecans. Guys, I tried the peach nectar and I can drink this every day to fuel my creativity. How I Made It listeners can get 15% off with promo code ILOVECFP on your next order. Visit ChicagoFrenchPress.com to learn more. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the How I Made It podcast. Um, I'm your host, Jasmine Brawley. You know me by now. Um, And I just wanted to let you guys know that, yes, I took a bit of a break, but it was for a good reason. I had to get my life together. Just moved into a new place, and we all know how that is. It's rough. Um, But I got it together, and I am back with a quickie episode about learning how to enjoy the L. I know you're looking at the title of this podcast and you're listening like, girl, what are you talking about? Um, Let me explain. So we all know that taking an L, you know, quote unquote, is the colloquial way of saying taking a loss or failing. It happens to the best of us, more so to those of us who are pursuing careers in the creative space because ideas are very fluid. Everything changes so rapidly and, you know, for Failure for a lot of us is just inevitable. Well, for all of us, actually, those of us that are actually trying. You know, that project that you wanted to launch fell through or that art director position you interviewed for didn't come through for you, whatever it is, there's always an opportunity to fail right around the corner. But I wanted to do um, this quickie episode is, uh, and I know this sounds cliche, but I wanted to remind us Um, to reframe the way that we as creatives look at failure. You know, I know we've all heard these things before, packaged in these really, you know, cute books and other podcasts and TED Talks, but, you know, it's never harmful to remind yourself that, you know, failure can be looked at in a completely different way. So I was doing a little bit of research and I came across um, an in, uh, a New York Times article um, about a new class that was being offered to a college um, campus on learning to fail successfully. And I pulled some really, really interesting quotes from the professor. So basically the name of the article, if you want to check it out, is On Campus, failure is in the syllabus. And it was uh, an article that ran on June 24th of this year. The class is described as a presentation that's a part of a new initiative at Smith College, um, and it's called Failing Well. And it aims to destigmatize failure. So with these workshops on imposter syndrome, discussions on perfectionism, as well as a campaign to remind students that 64% of their peers will get a B minus or lower. I know, right? A B minus. Wow. Um, The program is a part of a campus-wide effort to foster student resilience and to use the buzzword of the moment. And this is straight from the article. Um, So the professor is quoted saying, what we're trying to teach is that failure is not a bug of learning. It's the feature, said Rachel Simmons, a leadership development specialist in um, one of their programs. Um, 
She says that it's not something that should be locked out of the learning experience. For many of our students, those who have had to be almost perfect to get accepted into a school like Smith, failure can be an unfamiliar experience. So when it happens, it can be crippling. So that's basically the gist of the program. That's the premise behind it. And I really, really found it interesting. Of course, you know, there can be some pushback with that whole concept of, um, you know, never exposing young people to failure or exposing them to too much failure because anything in extreme can be harmful. But there is an interesting takeaway from this, basically practicing or programming our minds for failure so that when it happens, we know how to just push on through. Um, so there were a couple of really good quotes from the professor that I wanted to share with you guys. Um, one of them being, there's this idea that I'm not worthy if I'm not stressed and overwhelmed. Um, and in some, in some sense, to not be stressed is a failing. I can personally attribute to this. There have been times where I'll be scrolling through my Instagram feed and there'll be all these inspirational quotes about grinding it out and um, you know feeling super stressed, but all, at the same time feeling resilient because of the stress and stress in our day and age really is glorified if you're not feeling um you know nailed to the floor with a bunch of responsibility on your shoulders you're basically not doing life right you're not hustling hard enough you're not grinding it out um you know and sometimes that's not the right purview to get you through to your next goal um here's another quote that i found really interesting um so when the students actually enroll in her program, they receive a certificate of failure upon entry. I found that really interesting. A kind of permission slip to fail. It reads, you are hereby authorized to screw up, bomb, or fail at one or more of your relationships, hookups, friendships, texts, exams, extracurriculars, or any other choices associated with college and still be a totally worthy utterly excellent human students who are unable to ask for help when they need it or so fearful of failing that they will avoid taking risks at all is the worst type of student um and she also says that continual experimentation is the new normal with risk comes failure you cannot elevate the level of risk taking without helping people make sense of failure and to some extent feel safe with failure now of course you know with that quote if you really pick it apart it could be problematic because you know on the one hand you're basically allowing high achievers to feel okay with mistakes and not become stagnant because of you know one setback I get that but then on the other hand if you read it a certain type of way you would think that okay if I become comfortable with failure, then that means that I will set myself up to continue to fail. No, that's definitely not what this podcast episode is about. It's basically allowing failure to happen quickly and completely in order for you to move on to the next thing and achieve your level of success that you want. Support for this podcast and the following message come from Made Magazine. Are you a creative professional seeking to express yourself with the world? 
don't be shy. Share a story with us that may help millennials of color navigate their professional and personal lives. Visit www.made-magazine.com slash submission to contribute your story. So I put together three practical steps that I found have you know basically worked in my past um, and some tips from experts that I've talked to that really carry you on to the next level without crippling you in the process. So number one is to accept that failure is a part of the process. Now again, like I said, I prefaced this episode by saying it's gonna be a lot of cliche stuff said in here, but it's basically a reminder all of us need to be reminded every once in a while that we're human, mistakes happen, we need to move on and recognize you know, this loss as a learning opportunity. And the first thing that you do is basically accept, again, that failure is a part of the process. You know, when these, these tough times come, one of the most frustrating things that we can hear from somebody is to stay positive. Get out of my face with that. How can you stay positive? when something so negative is happening to you and it's right in front of your face. The concept of positive thinking has been misused, misconstrued, and abused by all of us when we're just trying to make it through. But despite what we hear, it has nothing to do with smiling and being happy with everything that happens to you. Anybody that says that is either lying or crazy. You know, positive thinking is used so we can learn, grow, and evolve from what we experience in life. This does not mean that you should try to fail. It simply means that if you're faced with a setback, understand that it is not your final destination. It's a stepping stone in your journey that's getting you where you need to be. I don't know how many times or how many different ways I need to say this, but I wanna make sure that you all get me. When we do experience difficulties in life, it is okay not to get down on you. Oh, it's okay to get down on yourself. It's totally okay to be disappointed and upset in the moment, but you can't stay there. So the next step that I found works really, really well, something that I really become cognizant of right away is figuring out why I lost. Why did that job not come through? Why did you know that particular project that I really wanted to see come to fruition not happen? Um, you know, some of the most um, successful people um, who have achieved really, really high level things, they usually start with shock and denial about the events and they move on to anger at, you know, whatever it is that they failed at. And, you know, they try to bargain their fate and then they have this period of licking their wounds and asking themselves whether or not they could regain the respect of whoever it is that they feel like they failed. Many of them never make it to the acceptance stage. They just keep perpetuating the cycle over and over again. And what I've learned through my research, um, according to a Psychology Today article, some social psychologists say that um, after decades worth of studies, high achievers usually take too much credit for their successes and assign too much external blame for their failures. It's a type of attribution bias that protects self-esteem but also prevents learning and growth. People focus on situational factors or company politics or you know certain bureaucracy within their entrepreneurial journey that 
cripples them from achieving exactly what it is that they want to achieve instead of examining their own role in the problem. But those who rebound from these um, crippling professional losses take a decidedly different approach. Instead of getting stuck in grief or blame, they actively explore how they contributed to what went wrong, evaluate whether they sized up the situation correctly and reacted appropriately, and then they consider what they would do differently if given the chance. And they also gather feedback from other people, like, you know, for instance, and I know you've heard this before, if you go on an interview and you find out that you don't get the job, if the company gives you the luxury of a turn down letter, um, you respond with a thank you and asking them exactly what it is they didn't see fit um, for you as the prime candidate for the job. You know, instead of just deleting the email and getting mad and, you know, bad mouthing the company that you applied with, find out what it is you can improve on um, to match what that other candidate that did get the job actually already has. Okay, number three, we're getting through this quickly. Um, pay attention to the questions you ask yourself about yourself. Now, I know I just said that um, you know, in order to get through this failure, you have to figure out why you lost and you have to ask those important questions. But the types of questions is really what I want to touch on right now. The, the ones that you're asking yourself, make sure you examine exactly how these questions are phrased. Now, we also, um, we already know that, you know, our brain is an incredibly powerful organ and basically what it does it wants to bring things to your attention that fall in line with your belief system meaning the more that you focus on your failure um, the more failures will manifest in your life it's like when you get a new pair of shoes that you think no one else has but as soon as you step one foot outside everybody and their mama got on your shoes no it's not because everybody literally was following you around and copying your shopping habits. No, it's because you've trained yourself to focus on those new shoes that you bought that you just want to make sure nobody else has. Now, I know I literally just said, you know, those tough questions need to be asked, but make sure that you don't ask yourself the wrong questions. Like, why are you in this situation? Why aren't you more successful? Why aren't you further along in your career? Those are the negative questions that trains your brain into focusing on all of the negative factors in your life. Instead, reframe the question. Like, what can I learn from this? You know, you can take responsibility for what went wrong. You know, it wasn't all your fault, but some of it probably was. Successful people do not make excuses or blame others almost ever. They take ownership of the issues. You know, they, they're critical and constructive. Um, they try to look at the experience objectively. Do you have a new creative business endeavor that changes the game? We would love to feature your business on how I made it. Tell us more about your idea and how you will make it into the next big business. Email us at magazine at fame-enterprises.com. And one of the things that I've noticed that really helps me get through um, some of the failing points of my life is to make a list of the key things that happen. And I really do do this. I'm not just talking stuff. 
I'd make a list of all of the things that went wrong and then I analyze the list step by step and look for the learning points. Another question that you can ask yourself is what could I have done differently? You know, what other options did I have? What other choices could I have made? With the benefit of hindsight, what different steps could I have taken? Do I need to acquire or improve some skills? Did the problem really reveal some lack of skill on, on my part? Um, how could I learn to improve those skills? You know, there's plenty of books. There's our good friend Google that can teach us some of those skills that we know we needed in order to really clinch that opportunity that we really wanted to have. You know, there's plenty of things that you can do to reframe your mind from the negative into the positive. And then most importantly, you have to ask yourself, what are you gonna do next? You have to come up with an action plan. It doesn't have to be right that second, but it does have to be soon because otherwise you'll be stuck in that same situation. And there is nothing worse than looking up a year or even just a week from that failing day and be in the same situation. So with that being said, I wanna leave you guys with a couple of resources to help you really hone in on what I just um, discussed. One of the things that I do usually when I am feeling a certain type of way about um, a negative situation or a quote unquote failure is I read. One of the best books that I read on this particular subject is Failing Forward. I know you guys have probably heard about this, but I'll tell you again. Failing Forward is a book by John C. Maxwell, and it basically gives you step-by-step -step instructions on how to reframe your brain into failing um, with grace. And then also a new one that's been making its rounds all over the place is The Subtle Art of Not Giving an F. F-U-C-K by Mark Manson. Um, it's an in-your-face, really practical, um, real-life account of basically taking ownership of your stuff, um, learning how to find meaning in failure, and basically finding success because of it. It's a really, really good read, and it's fairly quick. It's not, I think it's no more than like 300 pages. So, with that being said, guys, that is it. I told you this was going to be a quick um, episode. Thank you so much for joining me. Um, and by the way, I really, really, really want to thank all of the listeners that have been rocking with me since the top of the year. I'm paying attention um, and I will be sure to bring you guys more content um, as, as much as I possibly can. So to follow the conversation, be sure to visit made-magazine.com you can also follow us at made magazine us on instagram facebook and snapchat and you can also follow me at jasmine browley j-a-s-m-i-n-e-b-r-o-w-l-e-y on instagram facebook and twitter until next time you guys thanks so much bye